Hello everyone. Uh, good evening again. You are listening to Student Radio Maastricht 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. We just listened to I Want a uh, Breakthrough uh, by The Hickers. Uh, I am Alina, your host for the second hour today, and I'm here today with um, um, some very nice people. We have uh, Bianca and Laura from uh, Maastricht from, for Climate. Hello. Hi. And we have Helena from our SRM team. Hello, hello. And our wonderful uh, tech for today, Zaki. <laughs> and for the second hour, we're going to focus more locally because we talked about what's happening in the world. That seems very overwhelming sometimes. It's a, it's a lot um, to process. Uh, but let's focus on what we can do uh, here in Maastricht. Um, yeah, I'm not very familiar with uh, what's happening with the activism uh, here, so I'm very eager to learn more about this and how has the climate fight uh, started uh, in Maastricht and uh, how is it going right now. Uh, but yeah, first we can uh, start maybe by sharing our experience, uh, your experience, uh, about how you started uh, doing activism in uh, Maastricht. Um, Laura? Yeah. So the climate movement in Maastricht um, kind of started in 2019. Uh, I think there's been the creation of uh, multiple climate organizations uh, somewhat sim simultaneously, so you had the creation of Master for Climate, but also of Precious Plastic Maastricht, uh, for example. And uh, so this mov movement has been kind of uh, localized in Maastricht, and uh, multiple associations have come together actually and created this climate coalition. Uh, fun fact is actually the second oldest in the Netherlands, so we're getting more and more importance uh, also just on this. So cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, multiple actions have been uh, made already. There's been multiple protests also, uh, especially before Corona hit, it was more uh, easy to organize large scale protests. Uh, so now we're kind of focusing on, on small scale actions, uh, such as standing protests or um, a webinar series, uh, <laughs> which was just which just started last week. Uh, we've also created sustainability guys, so we're trying to have an impact on, on local level through uh, small actions, basically, yes. Wow, super interesting. How did your activism uh, journey start, Bianca, here in Maastricht? Uh, so I also started in 2019, uh, when everybody started, but I started later in September. Um, I went to the first March. Uh, it was, uh, I think, actually, it was in March, and um, yeah, it was an amazing protest. There were a lot of people, and I remember I saw these three people that were like giving a speech, and uh, now I'm starting to like now I work with them, like they am part of the same uh, team, and we are always together, and it's amazing. Like I was so inspired by these people and how like they were leading a protest and their big speeches. Like I was super impressed and so I was like I wanted to be part of that and so that's when I started so September 2019 and it was super nice we had a lot of things that we could do but then uh, corona happened and uh, then we started to be more inventive like we had to figure out new things to do because of this situation but I think we managed pretty well <laughs> yeah I think so too we're, we're doing our best uh, given the circumstances right 
Uh, amazing. Um, I would also like to hear how our uh, Maastricht veteran, Elena, uh, wow. <laughs> started. Already <laughs> making me sound old. <laughs> I just want to emphasize the fact that you know that uh, I've been more. here for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah no, while. it's okay. It's okay. I mean, um, let's say I, since I'm not really affiliated to, to one organization, I'm just like, you know, always there <laughs> at the protests and things like that. Like, I don't know, in, in Maastricht, yeah, there was the, yeah, the few uh, climate marches that happened. Like I couldn't always participate because at the time I had a, a shop. So I also did my activism, let's say, on my own in my shop. For example, I encouraged uh, people to bring their own um, their own containers, you know, and uh, had a lot of uh, vegan options. And I tried to keep everything local, you know, buying also fruits locally and stuff. So I think that that was my activism was more like, let's say, business activism, if you can call it like that. And then. I mean, other than that, I, I mean, I participated in some in, in the fall rebellion, uh, the extinction rebellion uh, in, uh, in 2019 as well in London. So that was more my, let's say, closer um, encounter with like, you know, disruption actions and things like that. But I don't know, in Maastricht, I'm more of a supporter of the of the organizations rather than you know a frontline uh, person but you know also i guess here at the radio uh bringing in these topics and things like that so that's my 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 role <laughs> yeah that's a uh, beautiful uh and i also was thinking while you were telling this um um yeah the uh, sometimes activists tend to have this fatigue of uh, too too much involvement uh, when they put too much effort in it. So I think it's wonderful to just keep a balance between the personal choices we ha we do every day, um, the amount of talks we have with people about uh, raising awareness and uh, yeah, these big events that are very overwhelming. But uh, it's very interesting to hear how, how many events and how much stuff was happening, uh, especially before the pandemic, of course, uh, in Maastricht, although it's not a very big city. And um, that leads to our next song, uh, which is um, uh, one of my favorites. Um, it's called Revolution by Green Tea Peng. And Shout out I, to Marie Thais for the recommendation. Yes, I was, I was about to say I found out from Elena, she found out from another friend, so it's a family thing already. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. Seems like no 
shepherd I'm lost and I'm wandering Trying to decipher what law this is Is it rhythm? Nah, this shit is so imbalanced Feels like a revolution But who's revolution? As we search for solutions Seems like no resolution Hello, welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht, 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. I am Alina, uh, your host, and uh, in the studio I'm with um, uh, Bianca and Laura and from Maastricht uh, for Climate, and Helena and Zaki for, from SRM. Uh, Zaki is our tech, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Um, and until now, uh, yeah, we, you, we listened to Revolution by Green Tea Peng. I hope you, you liked it. Uh, we really enjoyed it here. And we talked about um, how the um, climate fight in uh, Maastricht started almost uh, two years ago and uh, how people that are here, but also other activists got involved in it. Um, but as we all know, um, the pandemic hit and it made it a bit uh, more difficult to to uh, keep it in touch with everything that is happening, keep track of um, all the protests and uh, being very active. Uh, so I would like to, to ask um, uh, you how... What can uh, we as activists do during a pandemic or what was your experience in the last months, uh, what your um, what Masters for Climate actually did and what you as an individual did? So lots of <laughs> questions. Bianca? Uh, yes, I can uh, talk about the Master for Climate experience with Corona. Uh, so basically uh, in 2020, we were many people. So they were, like a lot of people started to join and join Master for Climate. They wanted to be more involved, but then as soon as uh, we were a, a bunch of people all ready to be activists and do a lot of actions, uh, the pandemic hit us. And so that's where uh, our trouble began. No, just kidding. But uh, that's when we started to consider different uh, actions and different methods to um, be activists. And when we started, we had uh, some, uh, um, yeah, like uh, we tried to do uh, like lectures on Zoom and uh, we tried to figure out what we could do, like what kind of uh, protests we could do. And uh, last year uh, in June, we had um, a human chain, a human chain for climate, no, for system change. And so it was a very cool protest. And I don't know, maybe some of you might have seen it. It yeah, was a yeah, long yeah. One system, one change. One system, yeah, one change, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, I think when I don't remember what it was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. human chain for for system change. Yeah, it was, it was like it. a bunch but of yeah, things. yeah. It was a one system, one system, one fight, or something like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we also used the the image for our Instagram post today. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Are you planning uh, something like that for this summer as well? Because I think now with the weather, also like okay, Corona is making it harder, and the weather also. Well, actually, there is going to be a very 
big protest on the 14th of March. It's a national protest. Uh, and so, of course, uh, since uh, everywhere in the Netherlands they're going to be protesting, we also will do so. So Amazing. we're going to have that. And we also had a, a bike protest at the early, like, uh, beginning of the year uh, in September. And so, um, yeah, like a beginning of school year. <laughs> and yeah, so we're basically just trying to um, do the best possible within the limits, right? Just trying to be corona-proof while doing so as well. I think that's also important to mention. Yeah, I think there are actually ways in which uh, we can still do climate activism in a safe way for everyone. But of course, the most accessible one is the online activism. Uh, how powerful do you think it is? Like, wh How much impact does uh, online uh, activism have for you or for the world? I think it's it's kind of a difficult issue actually that is facing because you know everyone is on Zoom every day, uh, all day long already. So most likely they don't want to join in even you know more Zoom meetings about climate change. So that's kind of the struggle that we had as well. That's also like internally an issue that we had. Uh, just having more meetings and try to still be impactful, even though there was this uh, very strong um yeah reluctance to it in a way so uh yet we're still trying to do that with the webinar series so every second week uh starting from last week on so we're trying to um advocate for the demands that we have towards the, the municipality so obviously yes it is possible right uh it's possible but within limits of audience um so most likely i think it's good that we're doing this now and that we record this because most likely it might be useful in the future also just to promote our actions uh, should Corona end at some point? Hopefully. So, hopefully, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and we're also working a lot with social media, right? Raising awareness uh, through uh, posts. Um, and again, we, we created the sustainability guide. So that's just a quick access to every day, uh, just citizens for, for them to just be uh, more conscious about daily uh, habits and uh, yeah, just kind of do some activism um, individually in a way, right? Uh, just trying to make saying no to how the system works uh, by just doing small actions. So yeah, it's a struggle, but it's the only thing we have, so we have to stick to it for now. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, raising awareness is really our thing right now with Massive for Climate. We're really trying to do our best to raise awareness between the locals, but also between the students. We yeah, we have yeah. a big reach, or at least we're trying to have a big yeah. reach. So the what we can do right now. Uh, and there is pretty important to raise awareness because once we're going to be out of this um, corona crisis, that's when uh, we have to start again. And so to start again, you have to be informed. And so we have to raise awareness. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Is the sustainability guide uh, both in English and Dutch or? Yes, it's been fully translated. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is operational. You can... Uh, uh, reaching in Dutch. The, the main idea behind this is also that we, we are mainly a student organization in the sense that it's mostly from students, but it's called Maastricht for Climate because we try to reach the Maastricht community, the Maastricht, the, the, the city uh, that, that involves every citizen. Mm -hmm. So that's also why we really put an emphasis on it being in Dutch. And this is why we advertise all uh, the actions that we do in both languages. And uh, that's why we also are getting involved very much with local uh, organizations and uh, local politics as well so we really want to kind of break this bridge between the student com community and the local community that's uh, 
very, very important uh, aspect which Master for Climate stands for. Yeah, uh, I think a good takeaway is that uh, we shouldn't uh, wait for the pandemic to end. We should maybe start acting now and uh, checking uh, the sustainability guide would be a good uh, first step for everyone, even if you don't consider yourself a full-time activist or um, yeah, very passionate about uh, climate change, you can still start with uh, small uh, steps. But also join the climate march on the 14th. You can still do that. But also join the webinar series every <laughs> once every two weeks. And with um, yeah, this whole uh, full list of tips and uh, direction we, directions we gave <laughs> you now, we can uh, leave you to a song uh, called Idiotech by Radio Radiohead. Enjoy and uh, don't stress uh, too much about the climate. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> <laughs>
welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht um, here at RTV uh, 107.5 FM. Uh, I'm Alina. I'm uh, here with uh, Bianca and Nora from uh, Maastricht for Climate and with uh, Helena and Zaki who's doing tech. Uh, say hi if you want. Hello. <laughs> I was just waiting to say hi. You know? <laughs> That's all I'm here for. <laughs> Feel free to do that. So we just listened to Idiotech uh, by Radiohead. And um, now we are going to continue our discussion about uh, climate fight in Maastricht. Um, and now we're going to focus on our favorite institution in the city, who, uh, mm. which is Hemente, <laughs> aka uh, municipality of Maastricht. And um, maybe the Maastricht for Climate uh, people can tell us more what is um, the position that the municipality has towards uh, climate in general, climate fight, activists, um, what are they doing in general? So, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Gemeente just released this entire video about how to deal with your trash in Maastricht. So, uh, it's really putting a strong emphasis on, on dealing with uh, waste. So, that's that's really, really nice. Um, however, there are some still some issues that we have. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but the Maastricht Gemeente uh, proceeded to some budget cuts uh, a while back. Uh, so, that's... Th those budget cuts are impacting uh, all environmental initiatives as well as cultural initiatives very much. So that's kind of contra yeah, not not that good a thing, right? Um, but it's kind of understandable still, given the the Corona situation and uh, the incoming recession, etc. So um, there is still a lack of concern within uh, the the municipality, and this is also why uh, all environmental organizations are very much concerned by this and this is also why um, there is going to be a protest on the 14th of March uh, it's in order to uh, influence the incoming elections which will come on the 17th of March so just to push a little bit more of environmental issues on the on the local agenda basically so um, this is what we're doing the protest this is why it, what the climate coalition has been working on uh, for many weeks months uh, almost years actually now so really trying to push forward the the consciousness about the urgency of, of climate change on the local level as well so yes that's basically it yeah thank you Laura from the for the inside um, do you want something to add uh, yeah. something Bianca yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, because of the corona situation, there are a lot of people who are losing um, their businesses and a lot of, you know, troubles are happening and, you know, there is a crisis. So, of course, uh, these things happen. But what we want to push is uh, a sustainable future, a future that uh, is not uh, pushed by um, the globalized world and we're not investing money on, like, faceless business businesses but more local businesses so we really uh, are pushing into that and um, that's why we do many things <laughs> well that's why we have our, our climate coalition and we always try to you know be sustainable but not just uh, for the environment but also like socially just and um, yes that's also why there is a lot of pressure on the Gementa right now and if I could just add something about the Climate Coalition, uh, just to name a few, uh, some some organizations that are involved there, such as uh, the Milieu Defensi, 
the FNV, which is a trade union. Um, so you see, we're, we're really trying to get in touch with the local organizations that have uh, strong interest in those types of policies um, and put them in contact with the student organized organizations, not say student organizations because we're more environmentally focused and we're not just advocating for uh, student <laughs> um, impact on this. Uh, this is just to f maintain the fact that, yes, we're, we're a local movement that really wants to influence local politics uh, by breaking this bridge again, right? Um, trying to, to reach as many people in Maastricht as possible and not just the university scale. Yeah, little fun fact, there is a climate coalition meeting right now <laughs> that is skipped, but right now they are talking about these things. So in the moment we are sharing these things with you, there are these people organizing their future events and future. That's uh, really cool that things are happening in Maastricht. Uh, this actually brought me some memories. Uh, back when I was in secondary school, I always had this uh, quote in my geography class saying, think global, act local. And I didn't really understand the full meaning back then. But when I became an activist, I thought, oh, so it's all summed up in a couple of words. This is what uh, you are trying to do with Maastricht, what uh, climate activists want to do in the world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I agree. Also, uh, one thing I was thinking about uh, in general about uh, what what is going on in Maastricht, I mean, I think th this is from uh, from precious plastics, but I think maybe you guys know a little bit about it. I know that they won recently an award uh, and like funding to uh, develop their like um, alternative uh, alternative plastic. It's not plastic, but it's called biomass, like the river, because uh, we always like to put Maastricht in there because we love the city. Uh, so, yes, so there are good things happening in Maastricht and being achieved uh, here as well. So, yeah. Yeah, Go definitely. <laughs> Go climate. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a sustainability hub uh, coming up, probably. Uh, we're not going to give uh, too many details about <laughs> that uh, for now. But I also want to briefly mention that, um, yeah, uh, Laura mentioned that there will be uh, elections in uh, Maastricht. There will also be elections in uh, Maastricht University. I don't know about the other universities, but it's also uh, good to keep in mind uh, what party are we voting for, if they include some environmental uh, actions in their plan, and so on. Uh, and on this note, uh, we're going to go to a song right now. Uh, of course, it's about our beloved uh, Mother Earth. And it's called Earth Song by Michael Jackson. It's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. 
Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht uh, 107.5 FM at RTV Maastricht. Uh, I am Alina um, and today I'm talking with uh, Bianca, Laura, Helena and Zaki is doing tech by the way. Uh, we are talking about Maastricht for Climate 
and what is uh, Maastricht doing? What's happening locally? What can we do locally? And um, yeah, this uh, organization that the girls are representing, Maastricht for Climate, has launched uh, eight demands for the municipality, if I understood it correctly. And we want to know more which one uh, or yeah, what are the demands? Um, how uh, did they start? Where did they derive from? What necessities? Um, and yeah, the story of the eight demands. Uh, Bianca, tell yeah. us. Um, so uh, the eight demands started when the co uh, the climate coalition started. So uh, the Master Climate Coalition is like a group of organization, local organization, as mentioned earlier, and uh, they all uh, try to um, yeah achieve like sustainable goals for the city of Maastricht and so since we were all working together toward like you know a sustainable future we were like why don't we combine our forces uh, and why don't we ask demand uh, to the municipality to act uh, upon uh, what is needed for uh, the city so that's where we came out with uh, the eight sustainable demands and uh, each uh, organization has more like um, a demand that is proper for them so for example there is a demand about banning uh, fossil fuels and that would be more related to fossil free Maastricht and then there is one about banning single-use plastic and that's also related more to precious plastic Maastricht so each organization was trying to emphasize what they want and then we try to put them together and uh, that's where the eight demands came from. <laughs> okay, so does uh, Maastricht for Climate have one or you are? Yes, we have informing the people mm -hmm. and informing and involving the people. So that's what we do a lot. We, like we said earlier, we try to create awareness and to involve people. We create marches, but we want also the government to give more opportunities to that. So that's why also we are demanding uh, more spaces uh, for this more uh, involvement and we also demand a lot of things also with, within the university uh, so yeah there are different things we do and another uh, one that I think is more massive for climate is um, the demand about um, I'm sorry, I forgot, oh, fostering the locals. So that's, uh, as we discussed earlier, something we do, and especially in times of Corona, it's super important to foster the locals. So anyone out there, please foster <laughs> the local. <laughs> yeah, that uh, seems like a very difficult uh, task to inform everyone. It seems almost uh, unachievable. Uh, and I'm curious to know more how the events were welcomed by the city, by the people. Um, Laura, can you tell us more? Well, um, as mentioned earlier, the, the eight demands are being promoted via the webinar series, so that's happening online. Uh, it's, it's in the form of a webinar, so we don't necessarily have uh, access to what people think, right? So that's kind of the issue also with Corona, is like to know what do people think and uh, are, are we actually being effective? So I'd say that's kind of a, an issue that's difficult to assess at this very moment. I guess the, the impact that this initiative and this uh, whole program is going to have will be seen in the future right if we actually have like managed to get some of those demands implemented or um, if the municipality is taking them more seriously so yeah 
Yeah, from my part, there's definitely a good feedback for the first webinar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, like, it's hard to tell uh, like how much you're reaching because we just had one <laughs> webinar so far. The next one is next week. but So we haven't had much yet to compare. But uh, already the fact that there were so many Dutch people there and uh, we had actually a higher number of Dutch people and so, you know, more local than students, that really made me super proud as the person who organized the webinar. It was like the biggest achievement because what we're trying to do is to make changes locally and these demands are mainly for Maastricht. So, of course, like as an international student or just someone from a different uh, city you can learn so much but as someone from Massey that's super important and so yeah if there is anyone any Dutch <laughs> mastery out there any Dutch listener, <laughs> any Dutch listener um, please join <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful thing you're doing and you should uh, definitely be proud of your work uh, yeah, I'm not very proud that I forgot to mention the last song we listened to. <laughs> it was uh, Earth Song by Michael Jackson. But right now I will ask um, Elena to introduce the next song because my German, Dutch, everything related to Germanic language skills are not uh, on point. So, Well, luckily we, luckily we have someone who has studied voice um, in, the, uh, in, the, um, in the studio, so I can say the name of the song. It is called Hurra, Die, Die Welt geht unter. Thank you, Zaki. Enjoy. <laughs> Rip for my German skills. Same. <laughs> Kampf beim Barbecue in den Ruinen der Deutschen Bank Vogelnester in einer löchrigen Leuchtekame Wir wärmen uns auf an einer brennenden Deutschlandfahne Und wenn einer auf der Parkbank schlägt Dann nur weil sich ein Mädchen an seinen Arm anlehnt Drei Stunden Arbeit am Tag, weil es mehr nicht braucht Heute Nacht denken wir uns Namen für Sterne aus Danken dieser Bombe vor zehn Jahren Und machen Liebe, bis die Sonne sehen kann Weißt du noch, als wir in die Tische ritzten in den Schuhen? Bitte, Herr, vergib ihn nicht, denn sie wissen, was sie tun. Unter dem Pflastersteinen wartet der Sandstrand. Wenn nicht mit Rap, dann mit der Pumpgun. Und wir singen im Atomschutzbunker. Hurra, diese Welt geht unter. Hurra, diese Welt geht unter. Hurra, diese Welt geht unter. Und wir singen im Atomschutzbunker. Pfeil und Bogen, wir erlegen einen lecker Bissen. Es gibt kein Knast mehr, wir grillen auf den Gefängnisgittern. Verbrannte McDonalds-Zeugen von unseren Heldentaten. Seit wir Nestle von den Feldern jagten, schmecken Äpfel so wie Äpfel und Tomaten nach Tomaten. Und wir kochen unser Essen in den Helmen der Soldaten. Du willst einen rauchen, dann geh dir was pflücken im Garten. Doch unser heutiges Leben lässt sich auch nüchtern ertragen. 
Komm, wir fahren in den moosbedeckten Hallen im Reichstag, ein Bürostuhl wettrennen Unsere Haustüren müssen keine Schlösser mehr haben Geld wurde zu Konfetti und wir haben besser geschlafen Ein Goldbarren ist für uns das gleiche wie ein Ziegelstein Der Kamin geht aus, ruf mal noch ne Bibel rein Die Kids gruseln sich, denn ich erzähle vom Papst Dieses Leben ist so schön er braucht ein Leben danach. Er braucht ein Leben danach. Er braucht ein Leben danach. Und wir singen im Atomschutzbunker. Hurra, diese Welt geht unter. Hurra, diese Welt geht unter. Hurra, diese Welt geht unter. Und wir singen im Atomschutzbunker. Wir rauchen Ort, spielen Tower Dort, wo früher der Potsdamer Platz war Wenn ich aufwache, streiche ich dir noch einmal durchs Haar Schatz, ich geh zur Arbeit, bin gleich wieder da Wir stehen auf, wann wir wollen, fahren weg, wenn wir wollen Sehen aus, wie wir wollen, haben Sex, wie wir wollen Und nicht wie die Kirche oder Pornos es uns erzählen Baby, die Zeit mit dir war so wunderschön Ja, jetzt ist es wieder aus, aber unsere Kinder weinen nicht Denn wir ziehen sie alle miteinander auf Erinnerst du dich noch, als sie das große Feuer löschen wollten? Dieses Gefühl, als in den Flammen unsere Pässe schmolzen Sie dachten echt, ihre Scheiße hält ewig Ich zeig den kleinen Monopoly, doch sie verstehen's nicht 100 Euro Schein? Was soll das sein? Wieso soll ich dir was wegnehmen, wenn wir alles teilen? Und wir singen im Atomschutzbunker Welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht, 107.5 FM. So we had a lovely uh, two hours talking about uh, Maastricht for climate and the fight uh, for our future. So basically, well, we just listened to Hurra, die Welt geht unter. My, my, my German is not great, uh, but I try. <laughs> um, so now I'm just going to ask uh, our guests for some uh, closing thoughts, because, I mean, we always have a short time to, to talk about things, but uh, if there's anything you still want to point out, uh, this is your time. So, Laura, go first. Thanks. <laughs> so, obviously, listen to our webinar series. Go check our sustainability guide. Come to the climate march on the 14th of March. Uh, it's gonna be Corona proof, so please do not hesitate to join. We just wanna raise our voice and advocate for more awareness about sustainability issues in Maastricht and influence elections. So it's gonna have a local impact. Um, yeah, one initiative that we didn't mention so far is also the climate letter, uh, which you can sign uh, if you follow us on, on social media, you can have access to it. So that's basically just to promote more sustainability within the university. So um, just to, to promote fair transition to sustainable 
resources or just uh, invest more in those types of issues like we're really trying to have an impact on the local level and that also includes the university I know I kind of mentioned earlier that we're not necessarily a student organization we consider ourselves more of an environmental one uh, also because we have more contact with local uh, organizations but we are still supported by the UM and um, CAN is also uh, a, a whole organization which we are part of and they are represented in the university council for which is going to be elections um so yes obviously we we do have an impact on on uh the university and uh we wish to <laughs> you know just promote a bit more of awareness also within the students community as well and uh yeah so basically so follow us support us uh we're gonna make things change so that would be my final words i'd say yes oh really inspiring mm -hmm. um what are your closing thoughts bianca yeah no i was just i wanted to mention something that laura was saying like yeah we started as a student organization we are all a bunch of students and we're trying to make a difference and so that's also why it's important not only to do it within your university but also within you know your network and we're trying the best and i'm super proud of uh, what we have achieved uh, as an organization we started uh, like started as three people <laughs> deciding to create a march and now it's like over 40 people that are involved and it's amazing and uh, I'm like if anybody from my team or from Massive for Climate is listening I'm just want to say that I'm proud of what we're doing and yeah that's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> I like that um, well my closing thoughts will be just you know check out the sustainability guide try to be conscious about your lifestyle and also don't lose hope there is still hope we can still hopefully survive this <laughs> semi-decently as much as we can uh, my my terms are very uncertain because the future is still uncertain but with your help everyone maybe we can uh, we can push through so i don't know that's my my concluding thoughts on this And you know, stay tuned on uh, on SRM. We will have more sustainability episodes. And check out the other ones we had before. They are on our SoundCloud. So, yeah, that's my my view. Maybe one last sentence is: uh, think global, act local. <laughs> That would be a good ending of this uh, little session. Yeah, uh, definitely starting with local. Um is uh, always better and just um, I like to actually a phrase that uh, Bianca mentioned make a difference that uh, sounds big sometimes but it also means uh, starting with small steps baby steps that you can do every day because changing the world and pushing through uh, sounds so big it's almost uh, yeah um, unbelievable or unreachable especially for people that uh, I don't know just got into this uh, activism state of mind or maybe people that are trying to get educated informed right now and it might be um, super difficult uh, to process it just uh, start small um, it's never too late um, to to become uh, aware to become uh, an activist or to just um, yeah uh, start with small steps um, Yeah, I would uh, just like to say on this note, like um, the climate fight is uh, really closely um, 
connected to the anti-racism uh, fight so please join also the anti-racism week that is happening this week and the protest that is happening on the Vrijthof on Sunday it will be corona proof 2 p.m. Vrijthof yeah <laughs> at 2 p.m. be there or be square and now I think we're gonna listen to our concluding uh, it's not a song it's more of a spoken word uh, piece uh, do you want to introduce it, please? Because uh, you already uh, already knew the artist before, so go ahead, Alina. Yeah, first of all, I would like to thank my guests very much. Uh, thank you for coming, for sharing your personal experiences, organizational experiences, Bianca and Laura. Thank you a lot. Thank you for having yes. us. Thank you for allowing us to speak about this. <laughs> it's been really great. It was very enjoyable. Thank you, Helena, for your input. Anytime. As usual. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Zaki, for uh, doing tech today. <laughs> thank you, RTV, of course. Uh, and yeah, we're going to listen to a beautiful talk but by Prince uh, A. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. But uh, I really like the, the topic. It's called Dear Future Generation. Sorry. It's so powerful. Enjoy it as its fullest, and see you next week at Student Radio Maastricht. Stay safe. Bye. Which brings me great sorrow, because most of us today don't even care about tomorrow. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry that we put profit above people, greed above need, the rule of gold above the golden rule. I'm sorry we use nature as a credit card with no spending limit, overdrafting animals to extinction, stealing your chance to ever see their uniqueness or become friends with them. Sorry we poison the ocean so much that you can't even swim in them. But most of all, I'm sorry about our mindset. Cause we had the nerve to call this destruction progress. Hey Fox News, if you don't think climate change is a threat, I dare you to interview the thousands of homeless people in Bangladesh. See, while, while you were in your penthouse nestled, their homes were literally washed away beneath their feet due to rising sea levels. And Sarah Palin, you said that you love the smell of fossil fuels. Well, I urge you to talk to the kids of Beijing who are forced to wear pollution masks just to go to school. See, you can ignore this, but the thing about truth is, it can be denied, not avoided. So I'm sorry, future generations. I'm sorry that our footprint became a sinkhole and not a garden. I'm sorry that we paid so much attention to ISIS and very little to how fast the ice is melting in the Arctic. I'm sorry we doomed you, and I'm sorry we couldn't find another planet in time to move to. I am... You know what? Cut the beat. I'm not sorry. This future, I do not accept it. Because an error does not become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We can redirect this. How? Let me suggest that if a farmer sees a tree that is unhealthy, they don't look at the branches to diagnose it, they look at the root. So like that farmer, we must look at the root and not to the branches of government, not to the
the politicians run by corporations. We are the root. We are the foundation. This generation, it is up to us to take care of this planet. It is our only home. We must globally warm our hearts and change the climate of our souls and realize that we are not apart from nature. We are a part of nature. And to betray nature is to betray us. To save nature is to save us. Because whatever you're fighting for, racism or poverty, feminism, gay rights, or any type of equality, it won't matter in the least. Because if we don't all work together to save the environment, we will be equally extinct. So... Hey guys, for the past several weeks, I've been here in Africa, the heart of Africa, witnessing the horrific destruction of the rainforest, which inspired me to write this piece. Why are forests being destroyed at such an enormous rate? For this. Today we live in a world where destroying trees makes you money. So what can we, normal people, do about it? One way to directly fight the destruction is to stand for trees. By standing for trees, not only can you save the lives of trees, help forest communities, and protect the rights of animals to live in their homes, but you will also balance the amount of pollution that you yourself give off with your everyday activities, making you a part of the solution, not the problem. This is the option that I chose. But whatever way that you choose to stand for trees, do it. Because a wise man once said, when the rivers are all dried up and the trees cut down, man will then realize that he will not be able to eat money. <laughs>